I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. MSG Entertainment is being petty with its facial recognition capabilities. The company is actively banning employees from law firms that are litigating cases against it from patronizing its venues. Inaccuracy in facial recognition of black and brown faces is still problematic for the technology, but police departments arresting and jailing suspects who have clearly been misidentified is cruel and unusual. The August LastPass security breach is way worse than we initially thought. We're not saying you should leave LastPass, we're certainly no longer recommending it. And ChatGPT has taken the internet by storm since its November 30th release. We discussed the technology, why schools are banning it, and how search is probably soon to undergo a massive shift. We've got all this and more for you in episode 65 of the Tech Giant. From Columbus, Ohio, I'm your host, Rob Dunwood. And coming out of Philly, it's your girl, Tech Life Steph. And out of Atlanta, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech, a.k.a. Go Shawty. It's your birthday. Uh, celebrated a holiday, a uh, birthday over the break. So uh, looking to get ready, looking to get back energized. Uh, how was y'all's holiday break? It stuff? was good. But before we go, I got to clown you, girl. Let, let, let me put her right in the middle. Like we like we always do. Did you forget to say your name at the beginning of the show? Well, I well, I was I wasn't ready. I was. You know, <laughs> I, it's been a minute. You know what I mean? I was like, we we we've been going three weeks, and it's like the whole the show. Flow of everything. You it's know? like I got the order. Like, oh yeah, I, you know, coming out of Philly. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the I'm going to take the blame for it because I always have you in the middle, and I didn't. So see, and that's what threw me off. Yeah. Really. So you yeah, see what you know? That's that's a see what had happened was moment. So I'm sorry, Terrence. I I would have cut you off, but I just that was just funny to me. Oh, that's Do, it. That's all I had. Does your birthday get to be called out as a special occasion be, since it's so close to the holiday? Like I know people that have birthdays like on Christmas or you know right after Christmas. Sometimes it gets overshadowed by the holiday. Does your birthday get overshadowed by New Year's, or do y'all do a whole separate thing? Um. So it does is not looped in with Christmas because my birthday is on New Year's Day. Um, me and my wife normally go out for New Year's. So we get dressed up and, uh, go out. And actually it new my birthday being on New Year's makes it a little bit more special because everybody says happy new year. And then with social media, everybody's on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, posting their whatever people post on New Year's. And while they're thumbing, they see, Oh, it's my birthday. So on New Year's, everybody says happy New Year's. And then right after that, it's happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. That's so cool. Actually, it's pretty uh, cool, you know, because with social media, you know, when, you know, when those Facebook notifications, I don't care what nobody says, 
it's nice when you open up Facebook and Facebook Messenger and your text messages and whatever inst- what it, whatever social media you're on and people reach out to Oh, it's awesome. Right. You know, so I don't care what nobody say about it. I don't be on social media like that. But on your birthday, people be on there messing around because I mean, it's special. So the fact that my birthday is actually on a holiday like New Year's, you know, it's at top of people's minds. So I get the extra shout outs because people are already busy on social media. Mm -hmm. Now, my grandfather, his birthday was actually on uh, Christmas and my oldest niece her birthday is the 26th. So for both of them, they always get the Merry Christmas, Happy Birthday cards, one card, mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the, the Merry Birthday gifts. <laughs> now, close family, of course, you know, you separate it. You know, she, she generally celebrates her birthday like before Christmas Eve. What, you know, usually whatever the Friday is before, unless Christmas Eve falls on a Friday, that's generally when she would celebrate it, regardless of when, you know, the day actually falls. But I do know that for her, it was like, you know, I, I had to make sure as an uncle that you got a Christmas gift and a birthday gift just because, you know, so many other folks would, they would combine the two. So I'm just going to, I'm going to kill two birds with one be- stone. And I would be one of those people that combine the two. My sister's birthday is December 26th. And that's just the breaks, kid. (laughs) No, see, my grandmother, my grandmother's birthday was actually on the 26th as well. And we would, and, and she lived with my aunt, my father's sister. And we would, we would always go to my aunt's house to celebrate Christmas and exchange gifts. And we would come back to the house the next day with a cake and ice cream and all new gifts. Like my grandmother did not play that. Her birthday was a separate instance from Christmas mm-hmm. and we would go back up there the next day to 26 and like I say, cake, ice cream, new gifts, the whole nine and celebrate her birthday, um, you know, distinctly. Right. So y'all, before we get into talking about some tech stories, let me just say, you know, happy new year to everybody that's listening. And right now, Saray is on with us. Wayne Dixon is on with us. I want to give them shout outs. And, and the reason I'm shouting these folks out is because they are patrons of ours. And you can too become a patron if you were to head over to patreon.com forward slash the tech john. That is the tech J A W N. And if you'd like to support what we do here for you weekly, uh, head over there, become a Patreon and we might shout you out too at the beginning of the show. You will definitely get one at the end of the show whenever you sign up. So with that, y'all, there has been. Um, you know, we, we've been off for, what is it? Three weeks. We took a little three week hiatus, uh, over the holidays and, uh, it was, it was kind of fun. Gave you, you know, you know, gave us some time to recharge, but there was a ton of tech that happened. So these stories that we're talking about this week, they kind of span December for, you know, December beginning of January for, for all practical purposes. We're not just going with stuff that just happened in the last week. Um, but the first one, uh, Terrence, I'm, I'm glad you stuck this one in there because I was going to stick it in there if you didn't. Was New York and basically Madison Square Garden being petty with their facial recognition? So, why don't you go ahead and tell us about uh, what the MSG has done with uh, banning certain people based well, off? It's of- not just it's not just uh, Madison Square Garden. It's also in general. Um, uh, I guess MSG Entertainment. I guess it's all mm-hmm. the same. But uh, Radio City Music Hall is the first mm-hmm. one I saw. To where some lady uh, was trying to go with her kids. And I thought this was interesting because, Stephanie, you mentioned that mm-hmm. every year y'all go see the Rockettes, right? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, well, it seems like this mother, whether it be a special occasion or everyday thing or every year thing, rather, she goes to take her kid, um, her, their scout troop to the Rockettes. And for whatever reason, uh, well, not for, ever, for whatever reason, a petty reason, <laughs> the, um, the, um, uh, MSG Entertainment, who is the parent company to Music Hall, Radio City Music Hall, they banned or denied her entry. And the reason why they denied her entry was because she either works as a law firm, works at the law firm, or she is a uh, prosecuting lawyer uh, against MSG Entertainment on something totally different. I don't they didn't specify, but she is, according to this, um, her firm was in, engaged in litigation against one of the company's restaurants, the New York Times reported. So. Madison School MSG Entertainment owns a restaurant and this lady just so happens to work at the law firm that was engaged in litigation against this restaurant. But the, the, the reason why this is so crazy is because they ID'd who she was and where she worked based off of facial recognition. So that just automatically throws up red flags for anybody, specifically black folks, <laughs> specifically. <laughs> As to you have to be careful about facial recognition because they can tell you all day long, oh, it's supposed to be used for safety. It's supposed to be used for security. We're just using it to make sure nobody's doing anything nefarious. So whatever all the safety precautions they're going to they're going to take. But the old uh, old age rings true. You know, absolute power <laughs> corrupts. Absolutely. So you better believe that while Madison Square uh, Garden was using this facial recognition to. ID, you know, potential um, emergencies or whatever, they're also going to use it for something else other than what's in its intended. Right. So in addition to that, there was another one. Um, uh, I says like a month later to where a guy, the same thing, he either worked at a law firm or was part of the you know prosecuting team who was going to a Knicks game. Same thing happened. The facial recognition that his MSG entertainment use pinged his face as somebody that is on their blacklist, I guess I'll call it, and they banned him too. So I just wanted to put that story in there because, again, it just highlights the idea that facial recognition can be used and will be used if the technology is there. It can be used for a wide range of things that, you know, um, legislation, you know, uh, uh, any sort of um, a regulation We'll have to play catch up. And this is one of those instances to where it's a prime example of you're going to abuse the power regardless of whether what you said you was going to use it for. And this is just a prime example. So I just want to put that in there. Well, it can definitely be weaponized, which is what it sounds like. And mm-hmm. I, I, I did see this story about the Rockettes one because to your point, I was like, Oh, Rockettes. Um, and, but it, it, it's, it's interesting though. Um, I, I can't believe that there is that much risk of liability to MSG entertainment that you need to unilaterally ban every single person that may be associated that you got beef with. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I mean, that's a lot of people when you start Mm -hmm. really adding up, you know, the, I mean, does the janitor that works at the law firm, he can't come to a Knicks game either. And the, and the, Mm -hmm. and the person in the cafeteria, they can't come to see the Rockettes or, or see a show at Radio City. Like, like the idea that you would eliminate that many people 
from taking part in, you know, anything related to what is this huge entertainment conglomerate. So concert venues, sports arenas, restaurants, like everything like that. It, it, I just, it just makes, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me that the liability would be that great that you would just put all of those people on some sort of blacklist. If you are basically trying to be a next level troll, it makes all the sense in the world because I'm just thinking back to, and I know this wasn't necessarily MSG. This was more of a Knicks thing, but uh, what's the, what's the owner of the Knicks? Uh, Dolan, he banned Charles freaking Oakley from coming to Knicks mm-hmm. games and got away with it. People still show up to Knicks games and cheer for that team and they ain't going to win nothing until they get new coach and new players. <laughs> um, but uh, the fact that they got away with that, this is a next level troll because you figure that the people that are being banned are all of these New York attorneys. They are the ones who are going out to, you know, to games and the concerts and to see the Rockettes and do this kind of stuff. They're, they're the ones who are the movers and shakers who are regularly doing those kind of things. So if you can literally say, well, we got this, uh, you know, facial recognition software. Let's just go scan a website of everybody this morning. And if you work there, you can no longer come to our stuff because we're and we're going to do it under the guise of well, because we have litigation going on. Um, then that that is a next level trial. I don't think you can call it anything other. And my initial thought when I first heard this story about the Rockettes, I was like, if they get the wrong person, they're going to be sued, number one. And then number two, they're going to, you know, you know, just be shamed. But basically, they made sure they asked to check the ID to make sure the person was the person that they wanted to actually not have there. So from that standpoint, if that's the rules they're using their, you know, their, their, their facial recognition for, these are private organizations that, you know, you know, the, the, this is not public spaces to where you, you know, you can just show up and be there because it's like, you know, government property or something like that. They, they are private institutions, um, in the sense that they can determine who they want to come in and be in their uh, arenas and, and not be in their arenas. Um, but man, like yeah, I said, the still, only way I mean- you can look at this is as a troll. And and in this in this instance, this woman was there with her child. Yeah. She literally had to let her child go because she ended Stay. up letting her kid go. Uh-huh. You know, see the show while she waited in the lobby or outside in the vestibule or whatever, wherever she had to sit and wait. You know, for a ninety minute show to get done. And I mean, that's just you know, like come on, like no. you really are that petty to yes. your point that that you would do this with a person and their kid that it just but but i will say um having you know hosted some events for verizon this is the way it's going like you know every venue we were in every sports venue like facial recognition will be the standard for concert venues sports venues you know this type of thing so we are gonna have to kind of get ready for whatever the fallout from from all of this is going to be and all of the potential for error that we're going to see happening, you know, once they start really rolling this out at scale. Mm-hmm. Speaking of error. Oh, nice transition. We, we are all a little rusty. <laughs> <laughs> nice transition. Yeah. So it, it, it's, it's amazing that this was our first story talking about this stuff. And we now have come back to this. This is probably the fourth time we've come back to specifically this story. So facial recognition leads to an innocent man's arrest. So I, you know, I, I read this one and I'm like, uh, so th- there's two pieces to the story. 
The first piece is that, and we've talked about this ad nauseum, um, facial recognition has to get better. They're, they, you know, it, it just does not work as well for people who look like us as compared to, to white men. It simply just doesn't. Stephanie, you are in a special class because it is horrible for black women. It's horrible. It's bad for me and Terrence, but it's horrible for black women. Um, just but, like everything else. But, uh, so, so, th- so that, that's the tech angle. That needs to get better. But the, the social angle on this is that police departments have to get better or they need to get sued almost out of existence so that they will get better. Because in my opinion, that's what it's going to take to get this done. But this story is, is a young man named Randall Reed who has never been to the state of Louisiana, was arrested in Georgia on a fugitive warrant from Louisiana. Um, that recognized him, uh, or basically misidentified him from facial recognition. Um, this, this young man was locked up for, uh, you know, for About a full a week. week, a full week. I think he went in on November uh, 30th and got out like on the 6th or the 7th of, of December last month. And here's where the issue comes in. Anyone who looks at him and then looks at the picture and then looks at him again and says, Oh, that's not the same person, which is literally what the prosecutor did. So, uh, you know, Randall Reed has a very pronounced mole on his face. It's something that he, he's had, you know, his entire life. And when you look at him, you would be aware of it. It's not like something that you could miss. It's, you know, it's, it's very pronounced from, you know, from what the uh, TV reports are saying. There's also a 40 pound weight difference <laughs> between him and uh, the person that, uh, you know, actually was the perpetrator of this crime. And they let this dude sit in jail for a week until the prosecutor literally looked at this. Oh, that's not him. Charges dropped like it just goes away. The, the problem is that you, you took a week of this man's life. And but why wouldn't the police have they should have had the picture from the security camera in their hand as they're looking at the whatever they were looking at that recognized that incorrectly recognized his face like why would you just go off of nothing you didn't compare that to anything to even confirm or deny that that was him like i don't understand um do do you not understand well <laughs> is that a return no, that, well yeah, yeah that, right, that was, right, right yeah so 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 he, here's what it is they had a warrant with his name on it that's, that's all, all they cared about that's all they cared about I understand that this isn't you. If we go back to the first story we talked about when this happened to the dude in Detroit, the police officer before before he was awarded millions, um, the police officer told him, I can clearly see this is not you, but your name is on a warrant. Therefore, I have to arrest you. That was actually said and caught on the uh, on the body cam of the police officer where he's telling him, I know this isn't you, but your name's on the warrant. I got to take you in. So this is one of those. The police are just, well, I'm just following orders. Um, and, and, and like, and, and this is how the internet but, works. But again, then doesn't, you know, so before, before the name gets to the warrant, somebody had to sign that warrant. Like, shouldn't some due diligence have been done to say, okay, we, we gotta, we gotta a match quote unquote on this facial recognition, but let's check it against the, the security camera footage that we also have in our possession to make sure that this is the right person's name to go on. Like like that doesn't get double checked at all. Sure. It does. 
if mm-hmm. you don't look like us. Right. <laughs> yeah. I know, but that's just that's just that's just I'm pretty I'm pretty yeah. sure if it was somebody else, yeah. all checks and balances would have been made prior to leading up to this man's arrest, yeah. which again, facial recognition on his face can be used for good, can be used for decency, but the people who created it have built it with bias and the people who use it will use it for bias. In the case we just talked about before this, it was bias because uh, the people that they ID'd uh, was in some litigation. In this case, you know, history has shown that police, you know, and black and brown people don't necessarily jail and you add facial recognition. That's just another thing that police can use to discriminate and they will. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it's just, that's just how it is. Yeah. I actually, which is why, which is why black people is like, yeah, we don't need another tool <laughs> for you to discriminate against us, but that's what they're going to do. I mean, that's just, that's just how it, that's just how it works. Unfortunately, it, it, it is what it is. This is what's happening. And, um, I, I did not get deep into the Twitter, uh, you know, wars on this because clearly there are factions. Some folks are saying, well, the process worked. It looked enough like him to be, to be arrested. But when they realized that they made a mistake, a week later, they left him out. <laughs> they, they let him out of prison or not prison. They let him out of jail. And our standpoint is that, do you know what can happen to someone over a week? You know, he may lose his, right. like, I, I don't know this, but I, I know that there are other stories like it to where he could lose his job. Um, have you ever been arrested? He, you know, sometimes it's not about, have jail? you been convicted? Has, have you ever been arrested? Uh, have you ever been charged with? It's like, well, those are, those are now yes answers for him he, forever. People get killed in jail all the time. Right. So this is, uh, it's just, you know, I will I will tell a personal story. I don't think I've told it on the show before, but when I was 19 years old, uh, I think it was my sophomore year in college, uh, I actually was detained. I didn't get arrested, but I was detained because I met a description of an African-American man. And I kid you not, this is what the description was between 5'7 and 5'11". And roughly 185 pounds. I am now, and at the time, I, I, w- I was actually bigger then than I am now. But at the time, no, I was, I was, a little, I was, a little, I want to lie on the internet. I was, I was a little bit smaller than I am now. I was about 295 pounds and I have been six foot four and a half inches tall since I was in the 12th grade. Um, how did I actually even get detained for just a little bit of time right. to meet? That description. Well, the first thing about me was true. Black male. The second thing that was about me was true between 17 and 25. So there were two things that were true. And it's just like, well, that's enough. We're going to hold this six foot four and a half, 295 pound man when the rest of the description said between five, seven and five, ten. I don't think I've been between five, seven and five, ten since, since I was about in, you know, five, seven was probably about the fifth grade. So this stuff happens. And although that didn't disrupt my life to where I was stuck in, um, you know, uh, in, in, in jail for a week until they determined that this isn't me, the, the thing that he probably has been saying the whole time, because, the, uh, you know, if you go and you watch the video when they're talking about it, he was like, but I've never been to Louisiana. Right. It's like Georgia and Louisiana ain't necessarily close to each other. It's like that, that is, that is a significant drive from point A to point B. 
I've never even been there. And he's now being arrested for something that happened in another state that he's never been to. And all it took was for the prosecuting attorney to get to it and say, oh, yeah, that's not him. Charges dismissed. That that's not good enough. I you know I I, I did it's say not. this. Well, I well, hope he sues and wins millions because that's what's going to that to me that's what it's going to take to make this kind of stuff stop. How many police departments have been sued and millions of dollars so awarded? So here's people? the caveat: is don't just sue the police department because that happens all the time. They settle stuff all the time. Sue the company that created the software because the company that created the software, if they keep getting these L's on lawsuits, um, they're going to have to change their uh you know their procedures uh i don't see i don't i don't see that uh, yeah i'm chat. i'm not super yeah, so optimistic about that either <laughs> is for but again i guess the whole point i wanted to get at with uh the previous story and this story you know you would think that um facial get it on video right um facial recognition you know video footage would be a tool that could balance the scales a little bit but obviously the people who utilize this technology again like i said absolute power corrupts absolutely and there's no guarantee that they whoever uses it develops it is going to work the way it's supposed to or people are not going to use it for other purposes other than what they said they were going to use it for and these are just two examples of even with facial recognition technology it's up to the people who built it. It's up to the people who utilize it. And if there's humans involved, there's going to be errors. There's going to be a problems. And that should give everybody pause for now, at least, so, and, and at least until, <laughs> at least until regulation and laws and things catch up, which they never do. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. one, it, it, like, it's, it's just, it's bad because like I said, the facial recognition, the technology that eventually we can get the tech right. That just takes using the right models. But as long as you have people who are absolutely willing to knowingly lock someone up that you and not believe your eyes like you literally chose not to believe your eyes. You know what I mean? And and just I'll go the extra mile just to prove this dude's innocence before y'all throw him yeah, in prison, it, it, which is the way yeah. it's supposed to work. <laughs> right. Yeah. So like I said, it this one. Proven guilty. Yeah, it's uh. The, uh, you know, like I said, another L for, you know, for AI. And I have a, you know, a podcasting friend who goes by Chubbs on, at Chubbs on, on Twitter, Shannon Morris. And she was actually out at CES this uh, past week and uh, said that one booth just asked her randomly, Hey, you, would you like to register? And she was like, register for what? And she was like, for facial recognition. <laughs> and then there was expletives as she was telling them, no. Um, and she is a, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm not sure exactly her ethnicity, but I believe that she's, you know, has, you know, Jap- Japanese ancestry, uh, you know, somewhere in the line. So she is, uh, she's not Lily White. So clearly this is, uh, not something that, you know, she, she probably has thought about these things as well. Because like I said, for women of color, it is not accurate at all. I mean, it is, you know, I, I can't think of the numbers that we, uh, spouted way back in episode one, but it literally was hundreds of times less accurate for women of color than it is for white men. So, um, as I said, they got to get better. And I, I, I think the only way it's going to get better is that they start getting stung with uh, lawsuits. I mean, big ones. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So, y'all, another story, um, and this was a big one, um, and this one has basically been brewing for, uh, you know, for several months, uh, is the whole LastPass security, uh, you know, breach issue. I don't know if either of you use LastPass or if you've paid attention to this, but I, I stuck this one, um, you know, in the, uh, you know, in our rundown specifically because on this show, I have recommended LastPass at least once. And on other shows, I have recommended LastPass to the point to where they should have been a sponsor for the show, because up until recently, I really, really, you know, dug what this application does and gets down with it. But just to try to give you a little bit of a postmortem back on, um, I believe it was in August, last pass, how to breach. Um, they did a postmortem, which they concluded September 15th of last year. And after that postmortem, it was like, yeah, they, they got some information, but it wasn't all that bad. And it's like, okay, yeah, we can keep, you know, it's not about if you get hacked as when. That's kind of how I think most people kind of treated that one. But then um, back in November, on November 30th, they said, no, it was it was worse than we thought. And they came and said, oh, they got things like usernames, um, your account names, email addresses, uh, you know, who you were like, not, not necessarily your billing information, but did you use Amex? Did you use MasterCard? Those kind of things. So now we're like, oh, this is this kind of iffy. Maybe we should start thinking about other you know things other than LastPass. And then right before Christmas, they came out, and I'm paraphrasing right now, but the hackers literally got everything, including the encrypted password vault. So that means that there is a threat actor out there who has your usernames to all the things you log into. Well, the, the number one, they have all the sites that you log into. Number two, they have the usernames for the things that you're logging into at those sites. And then number three, they have an encrypted vault with your passwords. Now, mathematically, it would take a very, 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 very long time to try to crack those passwords um, and brute force those passwords. But they only have to be right once. um, It'll take a while to crack the the encryption encryption. because the encryption is still there. So to kind (laughs) of... Level off Rob's doom and gloom here. <laughs> they got a lot of information, but they still have to put a lot of work into uh, decrypting everything so they can match A and B together. Mm-hmm. Again, now the problem with this is this is happening a lot, all too commonly. And the last place you want it to happen is a company that assures their users entrust your passwords and trust your uh if you're putting 
Um, like some people put documents, like they put birth certificates, they put social security cards, they put, you know, uh, vault numbers to like, uh, key, you know, the passwords to an actual physical vault. Mm-hmm. A lot of people crypto, put a lot of crypto things, keys, you know, um, right, hard lot, keys and cryptocurrency, of, all that kind of stuff in there. Yeah. They put all this stuff in LastPass. So the last place you want somebody to say, Oh, well, they got a lot of information. But they still need to do X, Y, and Z in order to actually steal your data. That you don't want to. That's the last place you want to hear all that. You know, you you rather hear it from. Oh, you know, they got the password to you know uh, my fish tank or something like that. <laughs> you don't want to hear them say they got all this access to your most important data. So that's where the problem lies, regardless of what a criminal has to do in order to connect the dots to actually steal your data. I ain't still trying to hear that. So that's where this just falls flat on his face. Well, and that, you know, in full disclosure, I was still using LastPass. Um, I heard about this sort of high level. And I think, you know, probably back when, to your point, Rob, they didn't, they weren't aware of how deep the rabbit hole actually went. Um, But, you know, after reading this, the article you posted and kind of looking into it a little bit more, I think I will um, go ahead on and uh, move my stuff somewhere else. Cause this is, this is crazy. Like that's a lot of information and, and, and regardless of how long they would need to, to get at it and maybe they're not necessarily looking for, for me particularly, but you know, that it, that's a lot of information to, to have out there. Yeah. My, the, the big issue for me is the last acknowledgement of basically they got everything and when they did it, because they knew they knew this happened well before December 22nd, three days before, uh, you know, uh, the, the biggest holiday celebrated on Earth. Um, so what you have is that a lot of folks, a lot of IT departments, they get this right before the holiday where they're already off on break. So this is just sitting there now. And, you know, LastPass could have put this information out, uh, you know, much sooner because, remember, they conducted their postmortem. Um, you know, back at, uh, September 15th. So either you knew this happened September 15th, or you're just really laxing your security and you didn't know what happened. Um, they're not saying they didn't know what happened. They're just saying that, uh, these, you know, here's the dates that we're letting you know all these things that are happening. Um, there's some other things with, uh, you know, with, uh, LastPass as well. So, uh, you know, not to get too deep in the, you know, in the weeds, but they, they tout the level of security and the, you know, the, the level, the level of iterations and all this kind of stuff that they do in securing your password. And whenever they upgrade, they make a big announcement about, Hey, we've upgraded to this. Well, it turns out that, well, yeah, they upgraded to it, but they didn't necessarily apply it to accounts who, uh, you know, you know, you know, to existing accounts. It's like if you went and re-encrypted your account, um, then you would get the new encryption. But if you didn't do anything it didn't automatically do it for you so there's things like that to where um you know for me i just i can't recommend it anymore it's like this is a company that uh you know i I am a i am a huge proponent of using uh software uh or, or, or password vaults huge proponent of it but i just i can't i can't say go use LastPass anymore because it's like there are so many other companies who just haven't had this. And I know some right. people are saying it's like, well, eventually everybody is going to get hacked. Well, eventually I'll change my mind on somebody else. But today, LastPass is not in a good spot because this is a company that is designed to not allow the kind of stuff that is happening to them to happen to you. And well, see, though, well, well, so that's my thing, right? 
the consumer facing product is a piece of technology that they tout as being able to protect my data. Right. But the operations that the company uses to operate may not be the same technology that they create and produce and sell consumer facing. What I mean by that is LastPass is a company just like anybody else. Mm -hmm. They got employees in there. They got churn where people come in and out. They get fired. They get hired. They got, I'm pretty sure they got contractors to where the contractors have a different way of logging in and accessing data in different levels. So the LastPass company, they entrust the contracting company is going to take care of their business. But then you, that's another step away from what LastPass themselves can do can, to ensure that the right person's accessing their data. They're entrusting that to the company. And then the company is supposed to say, okay, Mr. Employee, you're accessing LastPass data. You got to follow all these things. Who knows? I guess the point I'm trying to make is you would think that a company like LastPass with their core product is security. You can't necessarily say with a hundred percent certainty that LastPass, the company is going to make sure that they're using the same type of encryption, the same level. It might be different. It might be, it's it's not necessarily one for one. So it's not a stretch Mm -hmm. in my opinion to say that, you know, um, it'd be impossible for LastPass to get hacked because they sell this software. Well, th- they may not even be using their own software, <laughs> if you ask me. It's but, true. They may not yeah. be taking the same level of of, of precaution and, and the same level of security and, and encryption that they are offering to people, you know, for for a price. They may not be doing that. And, and it's true. This and is, it may just not just be it may not just be it may just be impossible to apply that same sort of security because there's so many layers in LastPass as a company, you know, who they hire, where the data is stored, you know, all these different things means that there's lack of control because there's so many other hands in the pot for lack of a better term versus LastPass, the software, that's just a piece of software that they can probably control that a little bit more in my opinion than all the different services, sites, website, servers, data centers that they use to actually create the, the, the software, if that makes sense. It, it, it makes perfect sense. And I want to be clear. I am I am stopping short of telling people you need to get off of LastPass and go do something else. I'm not doing that. What, what I am no longer doing is I'm no longer saying if you need a password vault, you need to check LastPass out. Uh, you know, it's the bee's knees. I am no longer doing that. Because literally in order to do that, I would have to say, well, you should lose, you, you should use LastPass. And unless this thing that happened happens, and unless this thing that happened happens, and unless this thing that happens happens, and unless this thing that happens happens, um, you should be pretty good. I can't say that about LastPass anymore because all of those things, I mean, you know, th- this breach is literally as bad as it can be. They have your usernames and they have your password. They have your encrypted password vault. So the only thing that is separating you, if you do not, you know, anyone who is listening to this podcast who has LastPass, um, at the very least, you should be going out and changing every single one of your, of your passwords. Now, I know that that could be a very daunting task. Uh, like I, I looked in my vault, I had 674 passwords start, stored in my vault. Um, I still haven't gotten through them all yet. 
Uh, I can tell you I've gotten all I've gotten through all the ones that I really care about. Like if it was a, uh, you know, like anything that had to do with banking information, anything that had to do with medical information, anything, you know, anything finance uh, to where money could be taken from me. If somebody was, was to log into one of these accounts, I went in when I first heard about this. I think I did it like on actual Christmas Eve when I went in and probably changed, you know, good 20, 25 account, um, you know, usernames and passwords and set up two factor authentication on every single thing that I didn't already have it on. Um, but, uh, this is a big one and there's just too many other companies that do this kind of thing. Well, to where I don't have to recommend, like, I'll say it like this. Tesla's are really, really, really good cars. I ain't recommending the Tesla to nobody. I don't like, I don't like the, you know, I don't like the dude that basically is the helm of the company. That's enough to make me not actually say you should look into getting Tesla. Even though every time I've driven one, the cars have been perfectly fine. Every time I've written them one, the cars have been perfectly fine. I ain't recommending it because this thing is, is preventing me from doing that. That's kind of where I am now with LastPass. I don't like the company. Um, you know, it's not like any company. I, th- there's too many other companies that I could easily recommend that have not had any of the issues that LastPass uh, is is going through right now, that you could just be a safe, you know, over there, like say, I wasn't using 1Password, but 1Password works from what I'm told, just as good as LastPass does, and they have not had any of these issues. Might just be a matter of time, but today, we can't say that 1Password has had it, or Bitwarden has had it, or Robo, uh, you know, there, I mean, there's a um, uh, Bitwarden, the one I'm actually moving myself to, my family to, is Bitwarden. Um, but there are quite a few of these things out there. Um, that allow you to do, uh, you know, what you, you know, what you can do. So I just think that people need to, they, they need to be, uh, safe. Roboform was the one I was trying to uh, think of. Dashlane is another. I mean, there, there are, there are dozens of these password vaults out there. You should look into getting one, um, using it and also set up two factor authentication to give yourself a letter, or I should say multi factor authentication to give yourself another level of security. Well, well, I will say, and uh, you know, I'll concede is, Regardless of which one you go to, if you yourself as a person are not practicing security protocols, it don't matter where you go. Right. (laughs) And what I mean by that is, you know, um, I'm reading LastPass's blog and basically what they're saying is, like we mentioned, uh, it would take millions of years to guess your master password using uh, password cracking technology or brute force Mm -hmm. or any of those things provided that you do the follow, you are utilizing the, the default settings and some, and they mm-hmm. mention never reuse your master password on other websites. Uh, they mentioned a 12 character minimum for master passwords and a couple other things that they mentioned, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if you sloppy on LastPass, right. you're going to be sloppy yeah. on Dashlane. You're going to be sloppy on all these other ones. So what I would suggest, whether you stay on LastPass or not, Number one, probably need to change your master password. And then number two, once you change it, you need to make sure you're using 12 character minimum. You're using special characters, using numbers. You're using a passphrase versus a password. Go look that up. I'm not about to explain the difference, you know, and you should not be using your master password that you used to log into LastPass as a password for anything Anywhere else. else. That's right. And I guarantee you, that's what people do. They use yeah. the same password 20 or 30 times. They can, they think of the lowest number of characters to get into LastPass because I don't want to forget it. So let me come up with something simple. You setting yourself up regardless of where you go. So yes. I guess my point is, you know, yes, you definitely should 
consider other password managers. LastPass has dropped down a rung or two as far as the elite when it comes to password managers. But if you janky on LastPass, you're going to be janky anyplace else. Yes. And these people who have hacked it are looking for the janky people. And if yeah. you're one of them people, it don't matter where you go. <laughs> That's to, true. To, to reiterate what Terrence just said, because Might I drop. know it is a pipe dream to try to get everybody to not reuse passwords. You you get yourself one good password and use that same password in 1911, uh, 1911 different websites. I, I, I know that that's how people do. But here's the thing. Whatever your password vault is, please make that be your most secure password that you remember in your mind. And then let the password vault do everything for everything else. People don't do that. Come yeah. on, man. Um, <laughs> uh, on, you know what time it is. I, I remember when I first started using uh, uh, LastPass, and this is years ago, but there was like a check where it could go see, you know, duplicate passwords. I probably was using the same password um, on 50, 60 different sites. And what I would do is I would just use one that was easy to easy to get in and do what I needed to do. And I would say, oh, I'm going to go change that when I get a chance. And then you forget that you need to change it. And you just never go back. So you end up with 50 passwords that are the same. It's like, you know, I, I am somewhat of a security person and I was even doing that. Just let LastPass make them for you. Like I said, I couldn't, I can tell you probably three passwords that I have. Um, one of them is for Bitwarden. One of them is for LastPass because I still got stuff in it. Um, and then I have, an, you know, just another one that, you know, that, that I have. And uh, well, everything honestly, else. I only, I only know my LastPass password at this point because I actually... Way. I actually let LastPass generate my new passwords because you can mm-hmm. go in there and mm-hmm. you can set the character. And I, and I do, I, I do like 18 character passwords, mm-hmm. um, on all of my accounts because you can, you can let LastPass do it. So I have no idea with, with any of my actual passwords are. I know they're very strong and secure and, you know, characters and upper and lower case because you can set all those constraints within LastPass. Um, so they're great passwords. I just don't, you know, like they're, they get autofilled and that's kind of the point of, of having and using a service like that. So, you know, I, I did change my master password. It is very long and it is a passphrase to your point, Terrence, um, with some characters, special characters and all that other stuff in there. And I mean, at the end of the day, that's kind of all we can do, right? It's like, what, so if you're using LastPass, did you go and you change all your password? Did you have, you know, I did not change all of the passwords that I have. I changed my master password. Yeah. So you change, change your master password. So like I said, this is why I'm trying to say it, how real people are going to do it. Uh, I have not gotten through the 600 and some odd passwords that I right. have in LastPass, but I had to go get, I can't have my banking information be out there like that. Even though it could take millions of years, it's like they, you know, with my luck, it'll just be, you know, it'll be year one that they figure mine out. So I just want to make sure that I am safe from that. So what I what I did was for all of my banking information and all of my medical information, the stuff that I care about the most, I went in and changed the password. And for many of the sites, they actually allow you to change your username as well. So where I could change my username, I change that as well. That way there is no record other than I have an account at that site. But if you, if the hackers were to go to, if I, if I did that on 30 sites, probably 17 of them allowed me to even change my username. So you know, I have an account there, but you don't know what my username or my password is at this point. And it's got two factor on it. So I'm probably pretty safe. So that, that is just my, my tip to everyone. Um, at least at the very least, 
change your important passwords uh, because trust me, if they, if they know the list of websites, they, they, they could tell the difference between American Express and, you know, uh, uh, American Planners Association. Those two things, they sound similar, but they're not the same thing. And one is probably more important to you from a password standpoint than the other. Change your passwords if, if you need to do that because you're using LastPass. Mm-hmm. So, y'all, as we uh, get to our, our, our main story here, um, this actually started before we went on hiatus. Uh, chat GPT. Um, I don't know if either of you have, uh, paid attention to what's been going on with it. Uh, if you've gone out and created your account and played with it yourself, but November 30th, uh, open AI, those are the, uh, you know, the makers of dot. You guys remember Dali? That was the, uh, the, the AI you could actually tell it, draw me a kangaroo flying a kite. And it literally would draw a kangaroo flying a kite. Um, right. Well, they actually have come out with chat G, um, GPT and essentially I'm just going to read this here. Uh, chat GPT is a large language model chatbot developed by OpenAI, makers of the well-known DALI, which is the deep learning model that generates images for text instructions. Chat GPT has a, the remarkable ability to interact in a conversational dialogue form and provide responses that can appear surprisingly human. Large language model AI essentially predicts the next word in a sentence and works like a written dialogue between the AI system and the person asking it questions. So to tell you what this thing is, you can go and do something, um, you know, and say something like this um, to chat uh, GPT. Write me a 10 paragraph story about Nike and how it was founded in the voice of Frederick Douglass. And you will watch after about three, four, five seconds, it'll just start typing this thing out. And you would think that it was actually a human being who was well read and researched on, you know, on all the things that you put in as the prompt and give it to you. And it's, it's very, very convincing. It's not necessarily accurate all the time, but it's accurate a lot. It's inaccurate a lot as well. But what it does do is it, it writes these answers, uh, with, with, with conviction. If you didn't know that the answers are wrong, you would take it for its word and think that the answers are right. Because the way that it's written, it just looks like it is a well-researched piece of, uh, you know, of information. And as I said, this thing came out on November 30th last year. And within five days, it was over a million users. I can't tell you what they are now. Um, I know that every now and again, when I log in now, it, it literally tells you that they're experiencing massive growth and they're trying to grow their servers uh, when you hit their website, because sometimes it just takes a little longer than it normally does. But um, this is this to me. And I want to get your guys' take on this is is a game changer in how human beings are going to interact with AI. What say you? Well, it sucks because I think it's going to. You know, the same way Dali may be putting some artists out of business, you know, this is probably going to put a lot of writers, um, out of business and, and, and where I, I'd be curious to know where we as a society are going to take this. Um, you know, will we just never need writers or or authors or journalists or you know artists or like graphic designers like are we just never going or are we making ourselves obsolete basically like yes. you know what and what is what is, yes. the, what is the what is the end game with 
with these types of, of services and, and things like that. And, you know, I, that, that's my question. What, what's the end game? What, what's the point? Number one, um, when we do already have artists and authors and writers and journalists and everything, like, what's the point of, of, of building something that, that can do it for you? Um, and then, and then what's the end game from it? Well, I, yeah, I don't know the end game, but uh, I'm not really focused all that much on chat GP, GPT. Yeah. Um, <laughs> simply because I can see the initial use for it, <laughs> which I'm not in school. I don't need to write a paper. I don't need to present some sort of document or presentation or anything like that. So it's like, oh, so yeah, it, initially it looks like this thing can write you a paper about the American Revolution. I ain't in college, so I don't care. But I'm pretty sure kids who are in college or students who are in high school are definitely going to use this and be like, I oh, bet. it's already it's yeah. already getting banned. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. So, so that that goes back to my original point. It's like we're going to create all this technology and we're going to with the purpose, with the intention of doing X, Y, and Z. But there's also going to be people, companies, whatever the case may be, who will try to figure out how to use this to exploit something. Right. And it's that's just the way it's going to be until, like you said, Stephanie, we as a society decide what the end game is going to be. Right now, it's so new. It's so um, it's a uh, open uh, blank canvas, you know, and I'm simpler, similar to uh, cryptocurrency, similar to uh, blockchain, all those different things. I'm going to be on the fence until we as a society figure out what is going to be the use case for this. And I'm kind of the same way about uh chat GPT. It's like, I can see how people can exploit it. I still ain't figured out how this is going to be used to benefit society. So until then, I'm kind of, I let that cook a little bit. <laughs> so, so back in the day when people were, uh, you know, when, when Google when search engines really were, were coming on the scene, um, Oh, this is going to put the encyclopedia business, uh, you know, you know out of business. And it kind of did. And I remember. And it did. It's like, I don't, but Big Bob and them still got one from like 1978. But you know, you know, that's just how some of our folks roll. So, uh, but, uh, it, it did. I remember, uh, in a speech that Obama, uh, gave, or it was, it might have even been a, a debate where he was talking about how, uh, he said something about how, you know, we used to use bayonets and, and horse, horses in war or something like that. And, you know, basically I'm very paraphrasing what that man said. So, so I get that. Uh, someone asked, uh, from our group, actually, uh, I think it might have been, uh, you know, Wayne Dixon actually said, so, so what, what do we teach our children to do? How to write code so they can develop AIs to do this kind of thing or write prompts so they know how to ask the code that they just wrote questions to answer things about the world. Now I'm, I'm paraphrasing and using alliteration um, in there. I, this is like, I know Wayne asked this question. A couple other people have asked it as well. And I'm combining probably three conversations into one, but I think with this, it's probably both. And and I have a saying, I know I've said it on here before, but when she, when things change, change things. Um, chat GPT um, is going to change the way that people search in the same way that Google changed the way that people searched in the same way that Yahoo changed the way that people search in the same way that Alta Visa, uh, changed the way that people search. It's, it's just going to change it. Um, it is uh, what, what chat GTP or chat GPT is doing 
is it's also giving people a way to create content in ways that they haven't before. If you were to go to YouTube right now and just search for chat GPT, you're probably going to get four or five videos that are going to come up first. Remember, um, right now, YouTube is the world's second biggest uh, search engine. But if you go to YouTube and you search, probably the first four or five videos are going to tell you what it is. Pretty much every video that comes after that's going to tell you how you can make money with it. And there's just video after video of, well, here's what you do. You go out to Fiverr and you create an account and you, you do these things because, or, or you go to Quora and you create an account, you sign up to where you're going to actually answer questions. And instead of you answering the questions, you type the prompts into chat GPT and let them answer the questions. And then you make your money from it. Um, there's just a, an enormous amount of video from that. And, uh, eventually, you know, you know, it's going to be a spike and it's going to come back down. But I do believe that this is going to be a different way of, uh, of, of how we actually use search engines and more, um, you know, more to the point, I think this is going to be a different way of how we actually start to use digital assistance. Um, the thing when, when I saw the demonstration of chat GPT and then I used it, the thing that I thought was I am a, uh, I'm a bit of a Trekkie, uh, particularly Star Trek, the next generation. To me, this is like Jordy and everybody else on that, on that, on that spaceship talking to the bridge computer in regular language. And it gives you back very, very complex answers that you can then use to do your job. That's kind of where I see this technology going. Um, I can't say that that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's just the thing. And. I think eventually we're going to ultimately have to, uh, you know, to deal with it. But, uh, Stephanie, you, you kind of, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, did the prelude to this. There are already school districts that are banning this. Um, New York City school district, the biggest in the country has banned the IP addresses for open AI because they do not want this, uh, being used inside of, uh, you know, other schools. And the comment wasn't so much about, we don't want our students cheating by writing papers with it. It's that we don't want our students getting information that is inaccurate, that looks, uh, you know, that looks definitive and look like it is actually the answer. Well, and I think we, we have just, we've also come to a place in society where we're not really teaching students how to think critically mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, this, this doesn't help that. And, and we are going to get to a point where we have, you know, and what well, we're, we're not going to get to it, but we're already at a point where people don't know real from fake people, you know, can't spot misinformation. People don't know how to don't discern. take extra time to exactly. Yeah. And, and it's just like, this just doesn't help that. And, and again, so, you know, I just go back to like, why, why do we even need this? I mean, I, I can appreciate what it could do for search um, and, and, you know, digital assistants and, and, and chat bots and things like that. I, I definitely can appreciate that, but um, I, I don't know that the pros outweigh the cons um, at this point or if they ever will. Yeah. The, the, the things that people are doing, Oh, I can write my term paper on this. I can, I, you know, I, I, I can write my short story uh, using this and maybe not because here's, here's the thing. A Princeton student, uh, you know, has created an app that can detect when a uh, chat GPT is the one writing, you know, the content. 
So, of course, people are saying, oh, well, we're going to have to create another app that can actually go out and detect when it detects that chat GTP did it to actually give another prompt to say, write it in a style that doesn't look like yourself, which it'll probably be able to do by the time that, you know, the fourth iteration. I think they're on the third generate the iteration of GPT at this point. I think the fourth one is going to be soon coming out. It'll probably be significantly better uh, than this. Um, I just don't know that you can put this genie back in the bottle. So I think, you know, in, you know, in the in the short term and definitely in the long term, we're going to have to kind of learn how to, you know, how to live with it. Um, as I said, it's like there was a time when encyclopedia makers were very, very against uh, search engines coming into existence because you could literally search for all the information that was in encyclopedia on the Internet. This is, you know, just to, you know, to try to understand what this AI is doing or what they, what open AI has done with this is they literally have, uh, they've scanned the internet. All written text on the internet is in this system and is able to be used. I don't want to say all, much of the text that have been, that has been written and put on the internet in the world is in this system and can be used to generate, uh, you know, prompts from the prompts. So, you know, a couple of things that I put in here is that, uh, Chat GPT doesn't really understand its answers. It's not smart. So it's not like you're asking it a question and it's actually, you know, done research on this and it's spitting it back. It's basically using a search algorithm and things that have already been written and just spouting out. Here's what I think the next word should be in the sentence. That That's essentially how this thing works. It's not aware. It's not it's, it's not AI that is sentient yet. Um, it, you know, it yet. doesn't know exactly. anything yet. about, you know, about what it's doing, but. Um, as you said, Stephanie, it's just a matter of time. It, eventually, these things will be uh, able to actually think. Um, and uh, th- there's a movie. I don't know if either of you saw it. I think it was it's the name of the movie was uh, Ex Machina. Oh, absolutely. I've seen it. Great movie. Times. Great, Great movie. movie. Awesome movie. But this yeah. is the kind of stuff that I started thinking about. And, and <laughs> Oscar Isaac isn't it. So yes. I know that's your guy. I know you like that dude. Yeah. So that's my dude. Um, but yeah, like I don't. It's it's a but good yeah. movie. I don't want to give it away. But oh come on, man, relax. It's been <laughs> out for like ten years. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's older. Uh, but basically, uh, you, you the, the gist of the movie is that you know uh, Walter Isaac's his, his role was to come in and try to figure out where these AI sentient. <laughs> and let's just like I said, I want to tell the movie. It's a great movie. You should go watch it. <laughs> but they aren't. But he got he, he he got got. Let's just say it like that. He got got. And of course he got got because the 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 robot was a woman, so that played ninety percent of it. But the, th- the, the thing is, it's like how cold did she walk away though? It's like like I said, I'm not giving the movie away. But when the robot when when the robot left, there wasn't there was not a thought given to Stephanie's dude Walter Isaac. Because it, it did what it was supposed to it do. It did what it was supposed to do. Exactly. Exactly. It completed the mission. It, yeah. it just, right. you know, the next logical mm-hmm. thing. And yeah. that's and that that's kind of we will be there sooner rather than later, unfortunately. And I, I just don't have any um hope for the the idea that all of them are going to make our lives better. Um I, I don't have any I don't have any optimism around that. Um like so I remember. When, you know, this is, this is back in the nineties when we, when we really started using search engines and we were talking about how these just weren't going to, you know, be as good. You're not going to get nearly the, you know, the, the nuances and the type of information that you could get from encyclopedias, even if they were online encyclopedias. 
And today we just don't think about that anymore. I think that we would all say the search engines are immensely useful to us in our lives. Yet we still have to think about some things, not everything, but we still have to think about some things. I think that after a time um, that right now, what, what are people trying to use this for? Writing term papers, writing stuff. You know, school just started back up for a lot of folks in there. Let me see how I can use this to uh, make my schoolwork easier for me. I think over time, we will figure out additional use cases to where this technology probably is going to be more useful. I just don't know that we can see it yet. Right. And it, but that's my point. But that's that's the problem. Right. You think of the combustible engine, you know, it took years and years and years for us to perfect that. Now we're trying to change it, you know, because that's how evolution goes. Right. But I think we're all in a hurry. Right. Um, yeah, it's a solution looking for a problem. Right. And, now. You know, like this, you know, chat GPT, we're giving it all this so early like it's been out for like a month Relax. literally you came know, out on the 30th of november everybody we're all trying to figure out how this is going to change society as we know it it's pump your brakes pump a little your brakes right <laughs> and let's not let's not value the company at 40 billion dollars right out the gate how about right. that i think that's right. the, the the bigger conversation that needs to be had has same, nobody so, learned anything from ftx like yeah, why same are thing with bags of money at this thing well same thing with cryptocurrency same thing with facial recognition we all in a hurry to crown it the the the, the next Big thing. I, I, I got it. It's like, give us some time, man. I, I, I do have to point out my, come on, son, uh, comment on this. So Microsoft has invested quite a bit, a billion dollars into open AI. Um, who knows if they might just acquire the company. I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen, if they're just going to license their technology or whatever, but open AI, uh, it, it was a nonprofit. Now they are a capped profit, but here's my come on, son, uh, comment. It's like the cap at a hundred billion dollars. So, so basically a hundred X. If Microsoft, they put a billion in, they take a hundred billion out before they get capped. And it's like the cap is not like a hard cap to where they don't get to get any more money. They just don't get it at the rate that they would get it up to the first one hundred billion dollars that they could that they could extract up out of this. So, what does that mean? Yeah, it's capped on paper. There really is no cap. To, uh, you know, to this and it's, it's for all practical purposes. It is now a for profit company. They, you know, these, these, these folks trying to get paid and I can't be mad at them for it, but, uh, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, how Microsoft uses this because they're already starting to integrate it into things like, uh, um, uh, what did I write here? Like in, into, uh, Microsoft Teams. I can't stand Teams. So it's even hard for me to remember it, but, uh, <laughs> I, if it's got, you know, if it's got this built into it, I would have to load it up just to go look and see what it actually does. Yeah, I think we're in a hurry. Yeah. Let it cook. Way too, way too much <laughs> yeah. in a hurry. It's just like, calm down. Everybody calm <laughs> down. Right. So, y'all, we we didn't. I know we're coming back off of uh, our, our holiday hiatus. We did not have a uh, we didn't have a spotlight for our listeners this week, but we do have a new patron. We actually had a patron sign up over the break. So we got to give our shout out to, um, I hope I'm saying the name, right? I believe it is Badger. 
It is B-A-D-J-R. So I think that is pronounced Badger. Or it could I'm be a, Bad a, Junior. <laughs> but that's uh, what I said. Yeah. I'm going to call him ba- Bad Mama Junior. Ninja bad Junior. I'm going to call you Bad Junior. <laughs> so yeah, Badger or Bad Junior, we appreciate you for signing up and holding us down and becoming one of our real ones that supports the show. And for anyone else who wants to support uh, The Tech John, once again, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash The Tech John. That is The Tech J-A-W-N. And like Badger or Bad Junior, you can help us do what we do. So with that, let's go ahead and close this week's show out. Uh, we will be back with, you know, we're back on our weekly episodes now. But we're going to close this one out and get into the after party. Uh, Stephanie, why don't you go ahead and tell folks how they can get at you? Just follow me all around the web at Tech Life Steph. And you can find me on the Internet at Brother Tech. That's B-R-O-T-H-A-T-C-H. And I am on all things at Rob Dunwood. That is R-O-B-B-D-U-N-E-W-O-O-D. And we are also at the Tech John on pretty much everything. So until we meet again in a week's time. Peace. Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.